Welcome to Booking It. Today's episode will be, And Then There Were None. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Booking It. I'm, of course, your eloquent host, Cooper Cobbs. And today, I am back again with another solo episode. This time, talking about Agatha Christie's And Then There Were None. Sorry I'm getting this out to you about a day late. Um, the scheduling things happened, we couldn't get an episode done over the weekend, and I thought that it'd be easy if I just did a solo episode on the, And Then There Were None. And then next week... It'll be probably Bryson and I, and hopefully some of the people, talking about Sherlock Holmes. And so I thought this would be an interesting comparison uh, to Sherlock Holmes, uh, the queen of mystery. And obviously Sir Arthur Conan Doyle is an excellent mystery author, and Sherlock Holmes is one of the pinnacles of mystery. So I think it'd be fun to do a kind of comparison between these two. And I had read this recently over my uh, skiing trip recently. So I'm just going to do a quick uh, episode on this, and then we'll back to some Sherlock Holmes and hopefully some normal scheduling with all of us on in the next couple weeks. So... Well, so, and then there are none, um, is a very, very, very good mystery, and uh, I hopefully won't be spoiling too much of it. If I do, I'll let you know. I won't do any, like, major spoilers. It'll basically just be set up and things I need to say to make overall critiques about the book. So, as large as, like, who, who did it, who done it, that kind of thing, you're fine. I won't spoil it, pretty much. But I really will will be kind of saying some small things, giving some, the set, explaining the setup, the premise, that kind of thing, so I can make accurate critiques. Um... The, the first thing that stood out to me really when, re when reading it was this is really well constructed. Like, it is just a well done mystery. I think that Agatha Christie is obviously very talented, and one of the strengths of And Then There Were Not in particular is just the idea that she is very well um, gifted, <laughs> uh, is very is very gifted at structuring her mysteries in terms of just the pacing, in terms of the plot, in terms of the characters, in terms of the actual story behind the story, what's actually going on. Everything is well-reasoned, it's mysterious, it's compelling, uh, the characters are real, they're not puppets or anything like that, but it all works together. And when you're, re you're reading it, you'll, you'll have the sensation that you're just in the hands of a master, that everything fits together perfectly, the author knows where she's going, she knows where she's been, she knows what she's doing right now, the characters are all freely fitting in to the plan, to the plot, the, uh, the beats, the, uh, the iconography, the, everything is fitting together to work perfectly towards a solution that you cannot see. And it's beautiful, and it's functional, and it works very well. That was just my overall impression. Um, now, I think that, to me, I didn't have a, a huge reaction to the tension. I didn't really have this um, massive um, reaction to just the, the, the way she was able to, to rot um, tension uh, upon the reader. But I did have a very good experience of just being in the hands of a master. And so, to me, there wasn't a whole lot of tension. It didn't work for me on that level until the end, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, but overall, uh, just a really, real, really well-crafted mystery. And I'll be interested to compare it to Sherlock Holmes next week, because I think that this is very much a uh, planned-out thing, and very orderly, and very tight, and constrained. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if Sherlock Holmes is the same way as well. So that's my, my first, well, um, first thought. I think that the tension, like I said, is well done. It just didn't work for me the entire novel, although at the end it did. Um, and I'm pretty sure that most people will feel tense. I think that I probably knew too much about it. I listened to a podcast like a year and a half before I read it, at, um, and I think that even though I couldn't remember, uh, couldn't remember the podcast, I think that they had spoiled pretty much the entire thing, and so that kind of affected uh, how I read the book. Um, and I think I knew who had done it subconsciously, if not consciously, and so I was kind of looking out for that. So that kind of spoiled it for me. But I think that if you didn't have that um, that context, then I think that it would perfect work perfectly well for you. So the general plot is to people through various um, ways, basically get tricked into showing up on this island. And one by one, they're getting picked off until, guess what? And then there were none. Um, and so the story deals with 
the, comp the complexities of these characters, why the killer chose to bring them, they deduce the killer must be one of them on the island, and so it's one of the ten who is brought there, and that kind of thing. And so the tension is, who is it, who's going to be next, that kind of thing. And there's this old poem that is at the very beginning of the book that plays into how the killings happen and things like that. Um, so it's very well done in that regard, and the tension works because, hey, it's one of them, uh, they know it. So the person that you're having a conversation with could be the killer, the person who uh, is alone right now could be the next person to die, that kind of thing. So that really works. Now for me, the tension did not really pick up until the very end, when there were just a couple people left. Um, and when that happened, man, I knew that what I knew what had happened. I had to, actually the context that I brought kind of helped me out because what happened was I knew these two people. Um, they, they anyway, I knew I knew what happened, and so these people having this conversation just was so tense for me because I was like, man, what is going to happen next? I kind of know something they don't know. What is going to happen next? Um, and that was really, really, really compelling for me, and it worked. Uh. I apologize, I'm doing this late at night, so uh, if I'm yawning and things like that. Um, so, to me, the tension would work for anybody, but for me, it didn't work until the end. But then it got really tense, really good, really exciting. Um, I think that also this book is well plotted and has a fascinating premise. So the premise is, these 10 people are brought, um, but the kind of thing is, they are all guilty of some crime, except nobody was able to be charged for that crime. They've all gotten away with murder, basically. However, they didn't really get away with it because they'd been brought to the island, right? So the law couldn't prosecute them, there wasn't enough evidence, there was merely suspicion, or even nobody suspected, but this, the person who was the killer brought them all to the island because he found out about this and wanted to see them serve justice. So the, the killer has kind of this complex character of wanting to kill, but also wanting to do it within his bounds of justice, within his bounds of um, doing right by the law as well. So this is kind of interesting dichotomy, the, the, the nature of the person who was brought um, is really, really fascinating. Um, then the plot is really well done. At the end, there's an epilogue that explains everything that happened. It makes so much sense. You also could have paid attention to the clues and figured it out for yourself. Um, but also, there's enough to where you couldn't really have solved it, I don't think, without the epilogue. And so there's enough substance to where you think you're not left feeling cheated, but also you didn't really want to guess. Um, and so it leaves you um, with enough satisfaction at having some things revealed to you that you feel like you should have known. But also the satisfaction of, man, I was never going to get that, but that's so cool and everything fits together. So in that regard, the plot fits perfectly with the premise. Now, as regards to the characters, I think the characters are really well done. We're introduced to 10 characters right off the bat, and at first I think it's going to be hard to follow, but really you find the groove, you realize who all the characters are. There's the cool, calm, collected doctor, there's the judge who is kind of the de facto alpha male leader, there's the young girl who's supposed to be a secretary, there's the old religious Puritan lady who shows up with her their Bible, and is so self-righteous above it all. There's the young guy who drives really fast on the road, and he seems like he's going to be immortal. It's a strong character. There's the rogue who used to be in Africa and was kind of a soldier, um, and that kind of thing. You get all these characters right off the bat, and I'm just naming these off the top of my head because I remember them. And they're distinguished, they're vivid, you like some of them, you don't like some of them, you root for some, you cheer for others to get their demise, that kind of thing. And so it's really well done in terms of distinguishing characters, in terms of your uh, affections for those characters, Everything like that is really, really well, really well done. And so, in that regard, top-notch. Uh, which is really good because you've got ten people coming at you fast, but being able to process them and understand them and have each of their own voices, each of their own motivations, each of their own quirks and tonal um, shifts, everything is, is turning on is top-notch. So, then there were none. For me, it was more... 
don't know how to explain this. For me, I, I, everything I've said was just glowing, but why isn't it my favorite book? You know, I'm wondering why isn't it just getting a strong reaction out of me? For me, this is more a book about craft, and I could see the craft of the author behind it. I could see uh, the masterful workings of a mystery author who knows what she's doing, who knows what she's doing with characters. The prose was all really well done, really solid stuff. Um, but why didn't get this huge reaction out of me? I think really because it's more craft-centered. Like, it was not um, centered at just getting this big experiential, sensational reaction out of me. Um, and I think that for some people, they might get that. Like I said, the tension might work all the way through. They might respond to one of the characters in particular. They might feel like they relate to one of them or something like that. Um, but for me, I really liked just the craft. I enjoyed it at that level and was not really able to enter into it on a emotional level to succumb to just kind of it washing over me. And that's not that's not terrible. Uh, it's not awful that it didn't happen. It just didn't work on that level for me. Uh, so some other people might have that happen to them. But for me, this is purely on a craft level, top notch. Maybe didn't get the craft and the emotional punch. Um, and one thing that I really did enjoy, though, um, on both kind of a craft and visceral, visceral level, was just how everybody who, you know, com committed a crime but got away with it, we felt like the killer was the person who they, um, was the victim of their crime. So they think that the person who was going to get them is the person who, um, was the they killed and got away with. And that actually is kind of true in some some sort of way. I won't spoil what that is, but it's kind of true, but not really. So that's really cool. And that's kind of, that kind of allowed me to enter into the characters a little bit more. And that was kind of the most fascinating, interesting part for me. It got me turning the pages really quick. I read this in one day. <laughs> but just on, in terms of emotional reaction, I really enjoyed this more at a craft level, at a high level, over um, kind of an emotional, experiential level. So those are kind of my thoughts. Um, I liked it a lot. I think that it's been really good to compare to Sherlock Holmes. I'm really um, excited to talk to Bryson, who's read all the Sherlock Holmes stories. Kind of get a flavor for Sherlock Holmes. We can compare what it looked like with between that and Agatha Christie and things like that. So, looking forward to that. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know it was short. I know that I didn't have many critiques to offer, but I hope that it was informative and enjoyable. So, now I'm going to shout out our patrons. If you want to be a patron to get shout out, make sure to go to patreon.com forward slash bookinet. You can Support us there for $5 or more. You get a shout-out, $2 or more, get you access to all our patron-only posts. $10 or more, get you access to around 30 or so bonus episodes that we've done that we continue to do roughly monthly or so. So that'll be great. But our patrons are Nana, Van Pappy and Wayla, I say his grandparents, Mike and Sylvia, Moses and Zara, and Jenny and Uncle Sam, Mr. Mike and Miss Laura, Anna, Emily, Keenan, Howdy, Jenny, or my mom, Mrs. Hall, Will and Kara. Thank you all so much for your support. Really appreciate it. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to this. Make sure to leave us a five star rating or review. Share with your friends. Check out our website. Subscribe to our newsletter. And we'll see you next week with some Sherlock Holmes discussion. And until then, keep on booking it. <laughs>